Time to catch up with Di Henwood, uh, one of the country's most successful comedians. Of course, Seven Days Family Feud, Dancing with the Stars, this year's season of Taskmaster. Also this year, went public with his battle, of course, with bowel cancer. And as part of that, he's hosting this live uh, to air comedy show tonight to raise funds for the Cancer Society. And Di Henwood is with us. Very good morning to you. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Mike. Now, listen, uh, first question we do this with guests, it's become a thing. A huge prize is available for you this morning, if you can name the last time you were on this program. The la- I, I've never been on this program. It's interesting you should say that. I now, don't... Here, now, here's the here's the dilemma. I didn't think you'd been on this program either. And I thought it would be nice to meet Di Henwood. So you come in here this morning. The first thing is, it's nice to see you again. And I go, oh, God, here it is. This is embarrassing. I say, have I met you before? And you go, yeah, we're at the old Jeremy Clarkson thing. And, and you're right, we were. Yeah. Uh, and the claim here this morning is you've been on this program in 2013. That is outrageous. Now I don't, I don't. Do you I want to deny it? I don't want to uh, boast, but I've done quite a few <laughs> breakfast radio appearances. <laughs> and, and, and even if you were, you can't remember any of it. Anyway, well, it's good. It's good to have you back. Is the show sorted for tonight? Yes, it is. We've got an amazing lineup. Well, when I say yes, it is. It's stand-up comedy, which is a fluid beast at the best of times, and we're going live to air with this. So people are going to be sitting in Q Theatre, and the people at home. Who are watching will be watching stand up go out live. Normally, yeah. it gets edited down and packaged up, and um, sort of breaths get cut out and it's done for duration. Whereas this is how people would actually see it in a stand up comedy club. So it's basically you're going to see we've got amazing comics Josh Thompson, Ben Hurley, Justine Smith, Mel Bracewell, Chris Parker. They know what they're doing, so mm. they're in safe hands. I'm going to be doing a few jokes. I'm going to be pushing people to donate to the Cancer Society. ANZ's putting it all on. So, yeah, it's, I think we're, we're ready. Fantastic. Are you enjoying this role, or what's the word you would use for this new role you've found given your circumstances? I am enjoying it quite a bit because... I was uh, kept my diagnosis private for three years and I was still doing stand-up comedy. And stand-up's usually something you talk about things in your life. Yeah. So I felt I was being really unauthentic trying to be, because I was always sort of the bubbly, it's all good, I'm just a Kiwi trying to have a good time sort of guy. Mm. And then once I was public, not that I talk about cancer a lot, but people know what's going on with me. I have a few gags more around... Um, the, the the actual mechanics of MRIs and all that sort of carry on. So I'm really embracing it. It um it also is so nice to be able to connect and help help a few people. As I mean, look, I mean, cancer's everywhere in New Zealand. Isn't it just? And the Cancer Society, are, are, they help me. They help people outside of Auckland who've got to come in and have accommodation. They pay for their accommodation. They keep them close to the hospital and that. So seeing people do good work and be involved, uh, it sort of helps me Good in a way. I'm good. Do, do, do you have that thing where people treat you differently or not? Um, a little bit, but not too much. The, ups, the upside is even when I've gone through treatment, I've sort of still looked the same, which yeah. has been a blessing. I hadn't lost my hair and you so look, forth. You, you look... And I look, ironically, I'm probably, outside of the cancer, the healthiest I've been in my life because, really? you know, you focus on everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, right, I've got to get off the booze. I've got to do yeah, this. I've got yeah, to, so I'm yeah. focusing on my health. And no, I'm, people don't treat me too differently. Sometimes people get the wrong end of the stick. A guy came up to me in a cafe the other day and went, I'm sorry to hear about your AIDS, mate. And I was like, um, I, I don't know if you, I don't think you watched my interview very closely. 
<laughs> so he had the best of intentions, but uh, he sort of came at it from the wrong Dear, oh dear. You were going to, you, you would have to have done or said something at some point, wouldn't you? Because at some point something would have happened that you'd have to go, by the way, I don't know, I can't turn up anymore or I'm a bit sicker than I thought or whatever. Yeah, well, it was though that sort of thing. Last year I got to a point where um, they we always had an intent to cure and then in August last year they sort of said, well, we're, it's incurable now. So it's about just trying to keep the tumour load low, just keep... I liken it to keeping a classic car on the road. I've yeah. just got to do some spot welding here and there until we can find a find an, a way out of this. So it was, yeah, it was like, wow, this is actually something I'm living with now. Yeah. And I wanted to, I decided I'm living with cancer. I'm not packing up and hiding away. Yeah. I'm live, I'm going to be happy. I love doing comedy, love making TV. So I just want to keep out there and keep doing it. And when it aligns with actually being able to help other people, Sure. We're going through it. It sort of is the, the perfect storm. Are you the way or has your reaction been the way that you thought you would should you ever get into health trouble? Did you ever think you'd get into some sort of health trouble like, you know? No, um, so it's never been in my family and I've always been pretty healthy. And so you're one of those people who doesn't think about that stuff. No, I'm pretty resilient. And so I'd never had an event where I'd been laid up for a while right. and had to go through that, what if this is... Yeah is my lot. So I had no idea how I'd face it. And luckily I, I faced it. I've always been pretty good in like work-wise and stuff. If there is a crisis, I'm pretty good in it. Yeah. And luckily it galvanised my family. My wife and I have never been closer. Wow. Um, it's really sort of crystallised spending time with kids and all that sort of carry on. So, no, I've been um, I've been super proud of how so I've be. faced yeah. it. Yeah. See, I worry about stuff like that a lot. I, I think I'm. I think you're unusual. I, my guess is you're unusual that you haven't I've, thought uh, about it. Most of my friends are hypochondriac. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Yeah. You go or, think, what would happen if I did this, or something goes wrong. You know, you start. It's, it's certainly with a certain age you get to, and you suddenly think, well, you know, I've been lucky so far. What if I'm not? What would I do? How would I react? Blah blah blah. And part of it must be also that you seem to be going well health wise. It's not like you're laid up a lot, or have I got that wrong? No, it's the thing of I'm laid up, I do chemo for three months, then I basically have about four or five months off. During that three months, I'm laid up every second week. But for me, part of my process is I'm a bit of a doer. So once I go through a few days of feeling like rubbish, then I start coming out the other side. If I get out and start working and start doing some things and being helpful around the house and that that actually sort of gets me out of the funk because you know when you're i suppose it's that th- idle hands thing when of i'm course. when i'm busy mm. i'm not thinking about it no, and, exactly. and i'm just sort of in finding zen if you will sure. when you're just out there doing things what i'm hoping here is that when we get you back on again you'll remember this interview now and so you won't forget that you well, hopefully well, hopefully it yeah. is in 2033 well, and, <laughs> like we did last week we should have a 10 year catch up we found the moment die 10 years ago oh I, I, someone's been trawling through okay, the archives we, 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 we got archives like you wouldn't believe it, this is this is what we sounded like 10 years ago die henwood is with us good morning to you good morning i must say it's just listening to um pete montgomery that there's no makes, nothing makes you feel more like a new zealander than pete montgomery um uh, commentating the race there is nothing like Pete Montgomery at all. This DVD of yours uh, is, is online as well. This is the way of the future, isn't it? I mean, do you get pirated? 
So that that hasn't dated at all. This this DVD and 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 then die you went on to talk about Louis C.K. So you know. Oh, jeez, this DVD well, thing. Well, both. Louis C.K. and DVDs have been cancelled. How old men do we sound at the moment? I, I love it. So Pete Montgomery, <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> you Down. know, so uh, ironically, I still basically have ninety percent of those DVDs in, in a um, in a box at home because I released them just at the cusp of DVDs <laughs> falling off the radar. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, we were saying off here, funnily enough, um, how, how how much I've admired TV Three over the years in terms of what they did. Particularly towards comedy or for comedy, uh, and how many of you guys got a, a great break out of them taking a risk and you know and, and, and giving it a whirl and and look at you guys now? Yeah, uh, the sort of journey of I mean me being slightly older than a few of the younger ones who came through there when when I came through it was I was doing gigs at the Levin Cosmopolitan Club, which is not as cosmopolitan as you'd think, uh, and um. And people were like, what are you doing here? Bloody Barry's. He's yeah. a funny guy. He's, yeah. he's cracking us up every night. We don't need you. You know, We've had John Clark. We've had Billy T. We don't need more comics. Yeah. And there was like Mike King was still, um, he was he was sort of doing great stuff, you and Gilmore. But yeah, then there was this hiatus in New Zealand comedy. Seven Days came through. And it was that thing of... TV sort of legitimised people. Like, they'll go, oh, they, they, he, that guy cracked me up. Then yeah. when they see them live, it buys you a few minutes. 100%. The thing with comedy is it's very honest. It only buys you a small amount of time. Yeah, you've got to be good. Because you, yeah. you can go to an art gallery and you can sort of studiously nod, but you can't fake laugh, so you know immediately whether you're going well or not. Exactly. Hey, before you go, we've got to talk about the Warriors because you Absolutely. are you are a big... See, I've followed the Warriors hand on heart. I've followed the Warriors... Every single game since they started back in the 90s. So oh, I've been there God. the whole time. Have you been there the whole time? Yes, I had. So my thing is, I, I was a Wellingtonian. Yep. Right. So, well, I, see, so was I. So I, oh, yes. Yeah. So I followed them from afar on the TV. Mm. And then it was two early 2000s mm. I moved up to Auckland and then could actually start going exactly. to the games. And it was just... So amazing. And, I mean, what I love about us Warriors fans is that we are still here. And if you look at our – we've had very sporadic success. So the fact that we're still here means there is something about the club. It is, eh? And um, it's actually – I quite like the the old out-of-touch person who comes up and tries to give me a mock about being a Warriors (laughs) fan this year. And I'm (laughs) – actually, we're third on the table. Well, exactly. (laughs) And and, and I I believe this is our year. I I don't know that we'll win it, but uh, we're in the playoffs. I think we'll be in the top four. We'll get a home playoff. We might go to the final. And I think of, of the other years when we've been in the final, where we've clearly been not prepared for it, uh, we're prepared for it this year. Absolutely. And I think even if we don't win that final, it is our year because I think we've bedded in a good yeah. base yeah. for the next yeah. few years. Hopefully, I mean, there's just sign Andrew Webster, whatever he's doing. 100%. <laughs> keep keep, keep, keep him in charge. Him some more. It's a dynasty. Is what it's, it is. I, it's, I love it's that. A, it's a dynasty. All right, so 2013, 2023. Uh, we'll try and make it before 2033 because this has been a lot of fun. Good luck tonight. Uh, I'm, it'll go well, obviously, but uh, I hope it's fantastic. Yes, tune in on three at uh, 8.30 for the ANZ Comedy Treatment. Fantastic. Good to see you, mate. Thanks, Go mate. well. Die him, what for more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.